Hi there, my name is John Farrar, your host on Startup Nation World podcast. For today's episode, we'll be discussing coal power generation option. And the nation we are focusing in particular is Nigeria. And the same methodology may apply to any country or anyone listening to us from any, country, any, any part of the world especially developing countries. Nigeria is a blessed nation and um, to say that is an understatement because we've not optimized the resources that we have and we've not been able to quantify the impact of our resources into massive development on the part of wealth creation on the part of infrastructure and return on investment for the citizens and for the government as a whole. It takes a lot to translate resources into national development. It takes a lot of uh, integrity on the part of leaders, a lot of uh, conscious effort to build to build consistently. But first, let me focus on the topic today. One of the regions that have excess of coal in Nigeria is in the east, southeast of Nigeria. And I, that, I think I grew up in that province. Um, then, before Ebony was caught out of Enugu, I spent five years there. As, as a child, it's a lovely place. It's one of the most developed uh, parts of the Southeast. And they have um, an amazing culture, amazing uh, food, amazing uh, heritage. But what's amazing is there's a huge deposit of coal that could be used to channel electricity, even if it's only for the Southeast. Even if it can only cover the southeast region, just to ensure that there's a 24-hour power supply in the cities. And why this is needed, or why this is going to be, or going to birth a huge dimension of wealth creation, is simply because the southeastern region is quite and important as a uh, part of Nigeria because they are well vested into manufacturing, they are creative and they are hardworking. They translate results from nothing into something. And the truth about it is going up there, I, I can attest to the fact that there's a lot of resourcefulness in the Southeast. And I believe that all the governments need to do is to ensure that there is a 24-hour power supply, there's an enabling environment, there's policies that allow for wealth creation and massive entrepreneurship. I think that's all, really, because even without the government, they've achieved so much for themselves. And I feel with the right leadership, in place 
they're gonna enjoy the dividends of their membership in terms of building hubs, maybe um, infrastructure or manufacturing hubs, ensuring that we turn this out east into our own hub for manufacturing of a lot of things that is within their purview over there. So basically, that's it. Basically, coal can be translated into a power option, and I think with deposits available there, we can use it for a while. I think there are about six or five, five to six um, eastern states, southeastern states that can benefit from coal power generation. So. Uh, if you notice, if you've been following this podcast, you realize I'm talking about how we can harness the most prominent resource in every region to get power. So, for the south south, I mentioned gas. Um, for the southeast, coal could be instrumental. For um, the southwest, we could use gas, we could use um, solar, we could use wind, you know. As for the north, we could use solar, we could use wind, and they could make most of the candy dam, you know. Everything that comes out of candy dam can just be focused, can be, can be um, used in the north and region. So, there are alternatives for us to get the best form of value in terms of power and there's been this argument if people can pay or the affordability of power itself and i beg to differ because i understand at the moment the cost of maintaining generators is even more expensive than the power bills that we have if you have stable power supply, people will be willing to make those payments. And I'm also of the opinion that with stable power supply, organizations, you know, get to reduce their overheads, especially the resources that go into diesel, goes goes into um, buying um, gas for the generators. I, I believe those huge funds can be diverted into investing in their uh, workforce and also improving the take home of the average employee. That's it basically. I feel, yes, in as much as we own those resources, the next phase is to, is to major on exporting those petrochemical products. And yes, there will, there will still be some use locally, like for cars. But not necessarily for power. I believe that it robs us of efficiency. It prevents us from being a 24-hour economy. How long do we want to depend on using gas, using um, uh, diesel to power our homes and our workplace? So those are the things that are that I want to talk about. In if you really want to become a first world nation, in every first world nation, we have states that are that operate a 24-hour economy, and Almost at least a number of states can operate a 24 hour economy in Nigeria, but it's just that there's no power supply to back it up. There's no stable power supply, which is needed for us to have that tremendous um, economic shift that we desire. 
So if the government really or whoever gets the opportunity to serve the people is really ready for real business, I think this is one of the most important areas that Nigerians are yearning for solutions. Power, electricity. If you have 24 hours electricity, there are a lot of manufacturing jobs that will come up and there will be need to now pitch to investors that okay we have the resources locally you know so basically i think that's all on um coal power generation option and the truth about it is that why this is done or why i talk about all of this is because without the government getting to understand its place in enabling investors to make decisions in these sectors, in enabling the environment for investment, in empowering its, its citizens to be able to play in those sectors for a common goal, which is value creation. And once value creation is started, wealth creation will come in, anyways. So it's quite important for us to understand that if we're talking about economics or improvement of the Nigerian economy, power is at the center. If power works, a lot of opportunities will unfold for the Nigerian people. Just as the internet brings a lot of opportunities, power gives us that capacity to also compete at the at at 24 hour uh, pace, you know. So, and you get to have shit jobs. Some people work from 7 to 9 uh, in the morning, 7 pm to 9 in the morning. Some people close, resume 6, uh, resume from uh, 7 am to 5 pm. Yeah. So, there'll be a shift in terms of having 24 hour economy. I believe that our wealth is inherent in our people, and it is in the optimization of these resources for a common goal. To make our lives easier, you know, a lot of people are complaining because Nigeria itself makes life difficult and complex. But all of this is tied to governance. If we have a governance system that cares about the people above personal interest, trust me, there are a lot of things that we pray about or we groan about that could be offered. On a platter of good to every season and trust me nigeria has what it takes to be a first world nation the resources are there the people are there which is the most important and most importantly all we just need is visionary leadership at all structures and this nation will turn around for good people that truly love this country people that really want to impact change why not no. I really hope that in the forthcoming elections we'll have a different narrative whereby we'll have the right kind of mindset behind our leaders you know and it won't be business as usual where people just come in and get away with money and resources instead of putting the work yes they'll be paid but at the same time why should our lawmakers earn more than the foreign earn more than the a force world nations lawmakers why? That alone bloats our economy. That's a matter for another day, anyways. We're not ready for that conversation yet. 
But truth about it is, we deserve more as a nation. And for us to compete globally, we need to look inward, optimize our resources, and catch up with the world, or else we'll be left behind. And by the time we wake up, those resources will not be of value to the global community any longer. So thank you for joining me on this episode, and I really look, to, look forward to bringing more nuggets or ideas around the needed bills that need to be passed or needed policy direction that we need to be talking about in the forthcoming elections. My name is John Farrar. Do have a great Thursday evening. Thank you.